Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Flea Flicker. I'm your host, John Murray, and I want to welcome you back. And for those who are, like I always start most of my uh, podcasts, for those who are joining for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please continue to come back and invite your friends, your loved ones, your family members, whoever you need to invite. And for those who have been with me day one, I want to say thank you for doing so. And I hope that you continue to come on back. And again, invite whomever you need, need to invite. Please do so. Um, again, I'll say this for any questions that you might have for me. I do have a Facebook page and I do have a Twitter account. Other than that, that's it. I'm not much into like, I know a lot of people out there give me, you can have Instagram, TikTok, so forth and so forth and so on. I have two. But anybody out there who wants to ask me a question about any any football-related subject, I'll do the best I can to answer, answer the question as best I can to give you an opinion. Whatever you need, yeah, whatever. If it's a football, if it's a fantasy football question, I'll do so to ask, ask at. Um, as of right now, veterans start going to camp, I believe, next week. Rookies are there already. It's that time of year. We're getting, we're getting there, fans. I know football. I know football fans, as myself, we're going and we're going eight because we want to see some football, and we're going to get it soon. We'll get it soon enough. Like I said uh, in my last episode, I believe, uh, I believe the NFL Network has put out their schedule as dates as to how how they're going to broadcast the camps and so forth and so forth. So if you if you're interested in that, go to NFL.com. They'll show you that as well. Um, again, I'm not going to be able to be around the bush. Let's jump right into it. And I guess as of a, what, a couple hours ago, the biggest news out there is that Kyle Murray has himself a new deal for the Arizona Cardinals. I believe it's five years, 230.5 years, if I'm not mistaken, and 160 of that is guaranteed. Now, granted, it's not Deshaun Watson type money where the whole thing is guaranteed, but if we break it down, only Aaron Rodgers makes more per year than one Kyler Murray. Now, I know some people say, well, Kyler Murray's going to make more, more money per year than Patrick Mahomes. And a lot of people say, well, that's not that's not fair. Patrick has been to two Super Bowls. He's been to the AFC Championship game. What has Kyler Murray done that Patrick Mahomes hasn't, has already done? Which is a fair, a fair question, fair assessment. But the problem is nowadays you don't know the quarterback pay scale gets higher and higher and even higher. I mean, when Patrick Mahomes got his money, everybody says, wow, that's a lot of money. And along comes Aaron Rodgers. He surpasses he surpasses that. And then Deshaun Watson, I think Deshaun Watson money, if you break it down, I think it's more per year than Patrick Mahomes. And then you say, well, Patrick Mahomes has got a better resume than Deshaun Watson. And that's very true, he does. I mean, you've gone to two Super Bowls. You almost come closer to going to a third Super Bowl. And maybe you should have. If And to me, I'll still say this. I know I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan, but if I do remember one point in time, Kansas City was up and running. They were off and running. They were beating the tar out of Cincinnati. And I think they put their foot off the gas. If they kept their foot on the gas, I don't think it's been a contest. I think Chiefs would have gone to a third Super Bowl. And maybe they would have done a much better job. I think Kansas City might have had a chance to beat the Rams. 
but that's that's a different subject for a different matter. You could sit back and say, well, it is what it is, and certainly it is. But the bottom line is the quarterback pay scale keeps changing and changing and changing. I mean, you've got funding from Dak Prescott's $40 million per year. Uh, Josh Allen's got his money. Patrick Mahomes got his money. Deshaun Watson's got his money. His money. Aaron Rodgers is number one. And now, along comes Kyler Murray. Now, we all know Kyler Murray had some issues in the offseason. He was, you know, he scrubbed out his Instagram page, and people thought they were that the that his days in Arizona were, were over with. That uh, he was done, finished, kaput, through. But now it doesn't seem to be the case at all. Kyler Murray is going to be with the Arizona Cardinals until I believe his contract runs out when he's 30, 31 years old, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. But Kyler Murray is, is one of the top, he's probably certainly one of the top, maybe 10 or top, certainly top 15 quarterbacks in this league. There's no, there's no denying, there's no argument. You have to remember, let's go back to last season. Kyler Murray was actually among the MVP candidates for the first 12 games, and then all of a sudden here comes the injuries. And once he got into the playoffs, he looked bad in the playoffs. Simply put, he really hadn't recovered from those injuries that he missed those games. Kyle, I believe, kind of rushed back. I got to get on the field. My team's got a better chance to win it if I'm on the field. And I think that was Kyle Murray's mindset. And rightfully so. I can see Kyle's point of view. Now, Colt McCoy didn't play terrible in Kyle's absence. And Colt is back again this year to back up Kyle Murray. Hopefully, you don't have to use Colt at all this year. Kyle will stay holding for full 17 games. Now, if you look at what's happening this year, I know that DeAndre Hopkins will be will be serving a six game suspension. They did add Mar- Marquise Brown, which is a a to me a nice pickup for them. I think Marquise could excel in this offense where he was in a run oriented offense with the Baltimore Ravens. Now I know Christian Kirk. He is gone. I believe he's he's gone off to Jacksonville. AJ Green. He is he is still there. Uh, Ronald Moore, Moore, who's a, a very interesting weapon, he returns as well. Zach Hurts is a tight end. He will be it. He's coming back. Now, James Connors, really the biggest running back here coming back. Uh, I believe his backup, Ian Benjamin, has shown some flashes here and there. And the offensive, the offensive line, I believe the Rodney Hudson, who some thought he wasn't going to come back, maybe he was going to consider retiring. Well, he came to camp. And he's ready to roll. So the offensive line is okay. Could be a little bit better. The running game, you've got James Conner. Conner had a career year basically last year, but James Conner has a history of being injured. So how much, yeah. So to me, in a way, yes, they're going to run the ball a little bit, but it's it's Kyle Murray's team. We all know this. And to be honest with you, Arizona was not the greatest destination in the world until Kyler Murray got there. Once he got there, it became, hey, people wanted to look to see what Kyler Murray was going to do. And he has he has improved every year. Now, last year, his numbers might dip a little bit because of injuries. But again, injuries are part of the NFL, right? You can ask any player. They will tell you. They will tell you that. But I know people are saying, well, Kyler Murray, he's not Patrick Mahomes, or maybe he's not even Josh Allen. 
Deshaun Watson, even though he missed, missed a year, Deshaun Watson is a better player than Kyle Murray. And that's a safe assumption, and I'll agree with you. Those three are probably, I think, are better players than Kyle Murray. But the thing is, like we say, what is, what is, you know, what is the money? If you think about it, let's, let's, let's talk about, if you think about it, let's, let's talk about Joe Burrow. Now, Joe Burrow is going into his third season. But you gotta ask Cincinnati Bengals, what is yeah, what is what is Joe Burrow's could be worth to the Cincinnati Bengals? Well, let's put it this away. Joe got his team to the Super Bowl in the second year in the league. Now, if Joe plays well this year, let's say the Bengals get back to the playoffs, I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl because AFC is too ramped up, in my opinion. Too much talent in the AFC for the Bengals to even think about getting back to the Super Bowl. I don't see it happening. But you got, but you got to take a look at this. Joe Burrow's kind of a situation with Kyler Murray. Joe has made things exciting in Cincinnati. Kyler, same thing with Arizona. He's made things exciting. And again, Kyler Murray and Burrow kind of had a path, a similar path. I mean, they're building, they're trying their best to build a good offense around Burrow. Well, take a look at the Cardinals. They're doing the same thing with Kyler Murray. Now, Brandon Hopkins, he missed the first six games. But when he comes back, you'll have him. Marquise Brown, a veteran like A.J. Green. A.J. Green had some moments last year, but now it's going to be a full season. And I want to see if A.J. Green and Kyler Murray, who had their difficulties at times last year of, you know, hooking up or getting on the same page. I'm going to see, we're going to see just how much that changes. It's better. Like I said, Rondell Moore is a uh, is a, a very interesting weapon. I'm interested to see how they're going to use him in the second year. Zach Ertz, they got a decent tight end, Zach Ertz. Yes, Connor's back, and Connor can't catch this guy out of the backfield. But you got, I know, Enos Benjamin, they drafted a running back. It'll be interesting to see how this offense will progress this year. But to be honest with you, the Cardinals have done nothing but build their best to build this team around one Kyler Murray. Now, some may have a difference of opinion on, on Cliff Kingsbury. If he is the right coach for this team, you know, and some made a statement that he may be the worst coach in this division, in their division. Well, yeah, I'll certainly take Sean McFay over him without a doubt. I'll take Kyle Shanahan over him without a doubt. And I think Pete Carroll could do a better job than Cliff. So, that is a fair assessment. I will agree with that assessment. Somebody brought that out that point out today. I believe I believe it was I believe it was Colin Cowherd on, on the herd mentioned that mentioned that comment. And that's a fair assumption. And I agree with Colin. He probably is the worst coach. In time we'll see if he is the right fit for Kyler Murray. Well, to be honest with you, since Cliff has gotten there, Kyler has gotten a little bit better. So Kingsbury is doing something right with Kyler Murray. And I'm sure the pressure is going to be, now this hefty contract, the pressure is going to be on Kyler Murray. It's going to be on Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals organization. Now, this this coming season, the Rams are probably still a lot of, sort of favorites to win the division. And likely so. I agree with that. And unless my assessment changes from here till maybe a couple more weeks or a few more weeks where I make my predictions for right now, the Rams are probably the 
on the convertible favorite, and it more likely be my favorite unless my opinion changes on that. Now, to me right now, I think the 49ers, the 49ers are kind of the all that team for the simple fact is what is Trey Lance going to do for them? Yeah, Jimmy G, Jimmy G is the word out is that the that Jimmy G is 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 getting healthy, and he is going to him and his agent have the right to go go seek a trade from somebody if they want Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo. The biggest factor of the Forty Nineers is Trey Lance. Trey Lance has tools. He's got a good arm, very quick, and I'm sure and I'm sure Kyle Shanahan is going to is. Is guy, I'm sure he is sitting there and just drawing up plays as we speak right now. I can get Kyle, I can get Trey to do this. Trey can do that for me. Again, it's a talented, it's a talented team. Decent offensive line. Again, the 49ers always have a running game. They can pull some guy off the street, put him in the lineup, and the guy can can produce. So the running game is always solid. Now Debo, Debo is returning. Well, that's if he does return. There has been rumors going around now if he sh- if he sh- if he will show up for camp or not. That's out there. There has been reports on Brandon Ayuk who has not had a good off season, to my understanding. Now that could be a problem. Now you still got one of the better tight ends in football in George Kittle. But it'll be inter- but it'll be interesting to see if Debo comes to camp. If Brandon does a three sixty and 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 better becomes a lot better than he was this past season. But it's gonna be inter- it's gonna be interesting to see. There's no doubt, I mean Trey will bring a lot of excitement to the 49ers and with his mobility. Now, I'm not gonna go as far to say he, he kinda of reminds me of a, of a possible Steve Young. That's kinda of putting a little too much pressure on Trey Lance. There's some of those I think characteristics there, but we'll we'll see in time. Uh Kyle Shanahan, the players for the 49ers that have been gloating about what Trey has done this offseason. He looks good. He seems to be a leader, and that's great. That's good news to hear for the 49ers, but he's got to prove it. For right now, the, the Seattle Seahawks, they can't decide on quarterback. Is it Geno Smith or is it Drew Locke? There's some talent there. The offensive line, if the, the running game, if Chris Carlson's neck, if, he can get that, if, if, if he's healthy enough and the neck is ready to go, you still got Rashard Penny, who for the last five or six games last season was a beast running the ball. Kenny Walker, I'm interested to see what he what he will do. So the running game is not that bad. Still got Lockett, still got Metcalf. You got Noah Fanta, you got a trade. I mean, so there's weapons. There are weapons there. There's no denying that. Defensively, Seattle certainly got to work on defense. It's not yeah the Legion of Boom. Not gonna walk. Not gonna walk back in the door and help Pete Carroll out. And Russell Wilson, well, he's in Denver now. So to me, the Cardinals, Cardinals and Kyler Murray are right now. Could they finish second? It's a possibility they could finish second because it all depends on what Trey Lance, what Trey Lance. Now, certainly, I would take Kyler Murray over Trey Lance right now because Trey is an unknown commodity. And Kyler, well, right now, to me, Kyler, Kyler Murray is probably the second best quarterback in that division. Matthew Stratford, some may feel it is better because Matthew did win a Super Bowl last year. And the Rams, the Rams, we'll see they, we'll see if they can prove, improve even more from this year, from last season. We will see what they can do. But for Kyler Murray, the Cardinals didn't have much of a choice, right? I mean, 
if you let Colin Murray walk out the door, was, is Colt McCoy going to be your going to be your quarterback moving forward? Are you yeah, are you going to reach out to are you going to really reach out to um, Jimmy Garoppolo or Zeke and say hey we want Jimmy G Jimmy G up in here for the Cardinals? I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I mean, what do you, I mean, what were you going to do? Was there, yeah, I mean, are you going to play that, are you going to be 0, 0 for the 17? Are you going to be 0, either tank it, be 0 and 17 and go ahead and draft maybe Bryce Young from Alabama? Um, as of right now, I'm assuming he is the, probably the top quarterback going into next year's draft, maybe. I'm guessing. I know C.J. Stroud's out there. I've got my doubts about C.J., but. But I don't, I don't see even – that's not going to happen. So the bottom line is, yes, Colin Murray got his money. Now, is he worth Aaron Rodgers? It is, yeah, is he as good as Aaron Rodgers? No. Aaron's got a lot to prove this year himself. He's already he's won four MVPs. He's won back-to-back. But, no, he's not Aaron Rodgers. Is he Patrick Mahomes? No, he's not Patrick Mahomes. I think Josh Allen is better than Colin Murray. I think Deshaun Watson, granted, before in, when he's in Houston, Texas days, I think he's better than Colin Murray. But then again, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of quarterbacks in the league that are not Colin Murray. They're not Colin Murray. Let's be honest with you. I'm sure teams, I mean, the New York Giants, do you think the New York Giants would want Colin Murray? Absolutely. I'm sure Washington would want Colin Murray over Carson Wentz. Now in Dallas, you can put a spit on that if you need to, but I think Dak is fine. Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, there again with Philadelphia. I believe this is a situation, a Kyler Murray situation, where they're doing where they're doing their best to build around Jalen Hurts. You know, you got an AJ Brown, you got Devontae Smith, you got Dallas Goddard. They're doing their best to build. They've got a pretty good offensive line when it stays healthy for a full 17 games. It's one of their offenses, offensive lines in this league. And they've made some improvements on defense. This all see that they drafted pretty well. They've got some steals. And Charlotte looking around the league, well, what about him in, in Detroit? Well, yeah, I'm sure he would be an upgrade over one Jared Goff in Detroit. And I believe, I believe what is the... I believe somebody has been saying what I've said. I believe uh, this um, Colin Cowherd, uh, the herd, the show um, today. I believe Colin was saying what I had been preaching. I think a couple episodes ago that Detroit could be a surprise team this year. But once again, it's like once again, it's kind of funny. I come on a podcast and I say something, and then about you know a day or two later, somebody pretty much says the same thing that I've already said. But of course. They're a big name. I'm not. I'm a low man on the totem pole. I'm a, a nobody. Or as my, as my 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 mom always said that I'm the guy that you kind of wipe your feet on. I think that's how my mama words it. I have to, I believe that's how she says it anyway. But there's I'm sure there's a lot of teams in the NFL would want one Colin Murray, but the Cardinals were smart enough to realize, hey, we got to pay the money. I mean, what is the what is the pay scale for a quarterback? And the pay scale in the league in this for quarterbacks, it goes up and up and up even more. I mean, who who in the NFL would be shocked if somebody got more money than Aaron Rodgers per year? Don't get me wrong. 
it's probably coming at some point. I don't know what quarterback will do that, but it's coming at some point. Now, with that being said, Lamar Jackson is the next guy in line that's going to get paid. Now, it's interesting if Kyler Murray got this much money, how much is Lamar Jackson worth? Well, Lamar has gotten his team to the playoff more so than Kyler Murray has. And if you base it off of that, he's probably more than Kyler Murray. Now, to me, I think Kyler's a better thrower of the football than Lamar, than Lamar Jackson. I think that's a safe assessment to make. Because Baltimore Ravens' offense is built entirely differently than the Cardinals' offense. And Kyler Murray is the focal point of that offense. Then again, Lamar Jackson is the focal point of the Ravens' offense. But it's interesting to see if Kyler Murray, if, if, if discussion in camp, at some point in camp will come, if the team, if Lamar Jackson, his agent, can sit down and talk to the Ravens and get something done, then again, they, might, they may wait and wait, maybe during the season, maybe they wait till after the season. And if you do that, that's going to be the gamble that the Ravens are going to take. But we'll see. We'll see if Lamar Jackson gets Kyler Murray type of money. Because to me, Lamar and his agent are going to say, well, if Kyler got this, we've been to the playoffs a lot more than what Kyler Murray has. And we deserve about the same amount or a little bit more. But for Kyler Murray, let's be honest with you, the Cardinals didn't have too much of a choice here because there's not a better, there's, there's not a better option out there, period, end of the story. Again, like I said, Colt McCoy wasn't going to be the answer for you. You look at their defense, look at Jimmy, Garopp, Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll talk to the uh, team about Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think that was going to happen. And there's not a lot of options out there unless you went to the college route. I don't know. I mean, you get Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. I mean, unless you were, unless you were going to play that bad of football and you, and you need to go get a quarterback. But to me, I don't have Kyle Murray and Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud right now, certainly without a doubt. So, Kyler, my congratulations on the money. Well-deserved. But now, Kyler, the pressure goes on Kyler. It goes on Cliff Kingsbury, and it goes on all offense. Because now they have to go out there and do it. Some people believe that the Cardinals can be a wild card team. Could it be possible? It's possible. But the NFC, the, it's possible. The NFC, I mean, the short the NFC, a lot of people feel Philadelphia. Some people still think Dallas is shot at the playoffs. I think Green Bay's got, it's still got a shot, even though minus Devontae Adams. But you got a, a underrated Green Bay defense. And you still got Aaron Rodgers, and you got a good running game, AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, and they might rely more on the running game than they than they than they rely on Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers is still there. Now the Minnesota Vikings, I think Minnesota Vikings can surprise a lot of people. Some people love the Vikings. Some people don't like the Vikings that much. But to me, I think they got a shot. If you look further, certainly Tampa Bay. To me, the New Orleans Saints. I'm interested to see what the Saints can do. Winston, who seems to be healthy. Michael Thomas, actually Michael Thomas has been doing a little bit of running, which is a good good sign. The biggest question mark I got I've got with the Saints is is Alvin Kamara and will he serve a suspension for his incident during the Pole the Pole Bowl week, weekend? That's gonna be a situation that has to be addressed and looked at. Again, you go if you go down to it, yes, the Rams are there. 
I think it's going to ask for the playoff team. Yes, the Cardinals. I would still give the Cardinals a chance to make the playoffs. There's a lot of um, up in the air who, I, who could make the playoffs in the NFC. If the Cardinals were in the AFC, I would certainly say no, not a chance. But for this, yeah, but for right now, the Cardinals certainly have a chance to be a wild card team. And for Colin Murray, the pressure's on, the pressure's on him. We'll see if if the young man can if the young man can step up and continue to improve. I mean, if you have the Cardinals doing the best they can to build around to build around one Colin Murray. But we'll see, you know, we'll see in time if Kyler and Cliff Kingsbury can, can keep the Cardinals on the right path. Wayne Division, it's gonna be a tall order with the Rams there. The 49ers, the 49ers are a tough, tough football team. Could they get past the could they get past the 49ers? It's possible. But as far as them getting past the Rams, I don't know if I see them getting past the Rams. Not saying it's impossible. I don't see it happening. But can I see the Cardinals making the playoffs? It's a possibility. Can I see them upsetting somebody in the first round? Yeah, I could probably see that too. But let's be honest with you. They may be a wild card team at best, maybe an upset in round one, but they're not there. They're not there yet. They need, I mean, Kyle got his money, but I still need to work on the offensive line. I still like to see them get another running back. I mean, Connor, Connor had a great year last year. I'm interested to see it, you know, after six games, DeAndre Hopkins ready to go. But you got the back of mind, DeAndre Hopkins is 33, he's 31 years old. How much longer do you think Hopkins can hang and be one of the top receivers in this game? They got Marquise Brown, which I think is a very interesting pickup. Brown and Murray. Former college teammates at Oklahoma. I love to see what they can do with Rondell Moore. How much, how much more involved he's going to be in that offense. And Zach Hurts, you got Zach Hurts for an entire year. Can Zach reach back, reach back into his Philadelphia Eagles Eagles day and play that well? He did play terribly bad when he came over from the Cardinals. But we'll see, Kyler. I gotta say, my man, congratulations, congratulations on your money. And now. The pressure's on you. The football world's looking at you. Now you've got, now you've got to prove that you're worth, that you're worth all that money, especially, yeah, you know, per year. When considering only Aaron Rodgers is making more money per year than you. Now, for the next thing is there is one, I guess, one little small transaction. Transaction. If you if you've heard about this one, that is now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have went out and got themselves a new tight end. They won Kyle Rudolph. They signed him to a one-year a one-year deal. Now, Kyle's with the New York Giants last year after ten years with the Minnesota Vikings as one of the more consistent consistent players the Minnesota Vikings had. And he went to the Giants. Now the Giants had Evan Ingram last year, and I guess they were kind of looking for that Evan Ingram. And Kyle Rudolph as a, as a two tight end set, which wasn't a bad two tight end set at all. But unfortunately, it didn't work out. You know, you know the poor quarterback play didn't really help. And Kyle Rudolph's, you know, injuries. But of course, Kyle got cut, you know, because of um, of money. And the Giants, they were way out, but they were way over the cap. They had to make some cuts. That they didn't want to make. Rudolph was one. I think James Bradbury, he was he was another one. And of course, they walked into a bad situation. And the new regime 
with the Giants had to make some decisions that the old head regime made some pretty bad decisions, and they had to go in and try to clean up the mess. And I'm sure it may take a year, it may take this year, maybe take two years to clean up the mess. Again, with the Giants, it's a, it's a situation where now they're trying to figure out, okay, with Daniel Jones, our quarterback for the future. Uh, Barkley, that's about, can't, yeah, can you rely on Barkley for a full 17 games? His contract comes up at the end of this season. Yeah, can't yeah, can't rely on him. Then you look at the receiving core. Is Kyle, was Kyle worth all the money? Because he's been injured prone for the last three or four years. Yeah, is he worth the money we paid him? Charlie Shepard, we brought we cut his we cut his pay scale. Can he is he worth yeah, is he worth the money? Is he worth the money? Because if he gets hurt again this year, I think Sterling is gone. Tony. Tony's had some has had some issues with the with the uh, with the brass. With the old with the uh, old brass, now he's had a, a couple of issues with the new brass, but we'll see if yeah we'll see if he is legit because if he can't cut the mustard, I think Duji will get Tony out of there. So it's like it's like for the receiving core, it's like okay, what can I trust out of the receiving core? Ingram is gone. He's gone off to Jacksonville. There's no Rudolph now. They had a young tight end that they believe was going to be was going to be you know was going to be a Maybe the number one tight end. He he is he got hurt. He got hurt uh, just yesterday or the day before yesterday. So that that throws a little monkey into into the Giants' plans. But now Rudolph has got a new he's got a new place. He's in the same big Buccaneers now. With Kyle, it's not a bad it's not a bad fit at all. With the Tampa Buccaneers is, and of course you got, let's see, you go from Daniel Jones to Tom Brady, but that's kind of going from outhouse to the penthouse, right? If, you, if, if that's how you want to word that. Um, and Brady, you know, Brady Brady came back to win a Super Bowl. And and to be honest with you, if you look at the if you look at the, the tight end room for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yes, Gronkowski did retire, and yes, O.J. Howard's gone off to the Buffalo Bills now. So if you want to make a case where they could use an extra tight end, this is where Kyle Rudolph comes in. Because now you got Kyle Rudolph, Cameron Bray, and Cameron Bray is not a bad tight end. A lot of people don't, a lot of people underestimate Cameron Bray. Uh, Tom Bray likes Cameron Bray, and I think I think Bray would have had a good year by himself this year. They went out and drafted a young tight end that I believe will play, will have some part in the system this year, but Right now, I mean, it depends on how quickly Kyle Rudolph comes in and runs the system. Kyle's a pretty smart guy. I think he'll come in. He'll get the system pretty quickly. But right now, I can see Rudolph. I can kind of see Rudolph. I can kind of see Brady, you know, being that double tight end system. Now, granted, I don't. I don't think it's Rob Gronkowski or Eric Hernandez back back in the Patriot in the, in the Patriot day. I'm not going to say it's it's. Like that, I'm not going to say that at all. But there's similar, there's kind of some similarities there. Now, yes, you still got Mike Evans. I know the biggest thing is you don't know about Chris Godwin's ACL, and of course, ACLs are tricky, and every person is different in, with an ACL injury. Some people can come back quickly from it. Some people may take a little bit longer. I know they've got they did get Russell Cage from Atlanta, which I think is a nice signing. But I think a lot's going to work. Lots going to put more on Russell Cage's 
but it is complete on this plate because of Chris Godwin's injury. Now they've got, you know, still got some young shooters hanging around. They still got Brett, I mean, Brett Perryman still around. So, I mean, so getting Kyle Rudolph in there is 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 a nice little sign for the you know for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And if I know, you know, I'm sure Tom Brady likes this. I know a lot of people figure that Gronkowski, he might have a change of heart and he would probably maybe come on back, come on back. But for right now, to me, it seems like Gronk is serious about his retirement and he's not coming back. Now, a lot of people don't believe that he, a lot of people say maybe if the late in the season, maybe midway point, if there are some injuries that occur and Tom Brady gives Rob Gronkowski a call and says, Rob, I need you. I need you here. The Rob would put on the pads and once again go help go help his buddy Tom Brady. Now, I'm not saying it's not that it's stretching out of possibility, but again, you've got to be you've got to stay in shape, certainly football shape. Now, I mean Gronk, I can't ever recall the time Gronk has come in in bad shape at all. I can't Gronk has never I can't recall his days with New England or Tampa Bay that he came into camp in bad shape. But again, a guy like Kyle Rudolph, no, he's not Rob Gronkowski by any stretch of the imagination. But Kyle's been his leg for what? This will be going into his 12th season. He's a seasoned veteran. And Tampa Bay wanted that seasoned veteran. Now, I like Cameron Bright. I think Cameron could would have been nice. Would have been nice. I think him and Brady have a good have good communication. So I don't think that would have been an issue. But they added another tight. They wanted more weapons. Because again, it goes back to simply Chris Godwin. You don't know. You're going to assume right now that he's not going to be ready by week one. Now, I know there's there was a report out there that it could be a slim possibility that he could be ready. And that's a slim possibility. But if that was even the case, Godwin's not going to be 100%. And with an ACL injury, Chris Godwin might not be 100%. He might not get 100% until maybe halfway the season or late in the season when he starts to feel, when he starts to feel it, when he starts to feel better. Like I said before, AC, ACL injuries are hard to come by. Godwin could be a slow healer. He could be a quick healer. You don't know. Everybody's different. But with Kyle Rudolph, all Kyle Rudolph is is to add, an, uh, add another weapon for Tom Brady. Now, of course, last episode we talked about Leonard Fournette, him coming to camp overweight, and a lot's going to be expected more on Kyle on Leonard Fournette's plate. Now, he had a lot on his plate last year, and he proved to be that every down back that everybody knew that he was in the first place. He he played that way in Jacksonville, and then there's issues in Jacksonville that came up, and then... He's out. He's he's gone. But but to be honest, it's interesting to see what Kyle. It, I'm interested to see what Kyle Rudolph and how he will work in that system. I think Kyle will do fine. I'm sure Tom Brady would love to have would love to have him there. And I know that I'm sure in time that Tom will come to trust Kyle Rudolph. I mean, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, you know, tr- trusted him in Minnesota. I'm sure Kyle has got a pretty good reputation around the league and that's why it didn't take Tampa Bay to snap on the finger to bring him in to bring him in. Now I don't know if that's a Bruce now I'm interested to see did was Tom Brady going to say, hey, let's go get Kyle. Was that a um uh you know a general manager a GM move? Did Bruce Arians have a little bit of input in that? I'm interested to see how that develops or 
how that came about, or yeah, why Kyle, yeah, Kyle ended up in, you know, in Tampa Bay. But for Tampa Bay, it's a move that is, it's, it's a quiet move, but it's a solid move for, for them. Yeah, no, he's not Rob Gronkowski, but Kyle Rudolph can be used as that weapon near the end zone, hands down. He can certainly be that guy for Tom Brady. So could Cameron Bright. And again, it becomes interesting. Mike Evans, Mike Evans has got the size. But I'm sure a lot of people are going to be gunning, are going to be looking at Mike Evans. A lot of people are going to double team him because they don't want, yeah, because Mike is, the, is certainly Tampa Bay's best receiver and their number one option. So if you get that, if you go throw a touchdown, a guy like Cameron Bray, a guy like Kyle Rudolph, they become more important part of that, of that Tampa Bay offense. And Tom Brady likes to throw his tight ends down by the goal line. Once you ask Rob Gronkowski that one, I know he, he looked for Kevin Blake a few times last season, last season as well. The thing is, Tom's got confidence in Cameron Blake, and I'm sure Cameron, I'm sure Cameron's numbers will be probably better this year than it certainly were last year because of no Gronkowski, no OJ Howard. A lot's going to be put more on Cameron Blake's plate. A lot's going to be put on Kyle Rudolph's plate. And the young man, the young man they drafted. They're going to break him along slowly, but surely, I believe. Because you've got Bright, you've got Rudolph, you've got two veteran tight ends. And I'm sure these, these two veterans can break the young man, young man along slowly, but surely. And I'm interested to see how much confidence does Tom Brady have in these younger players. That's going to be very interesting. There's times that Tom has confidence in these young players. Tom might have more confidence in some of these young players than Aaron Rodgers having his young players in Green Bay. But for the bottom line, I'm interested to see how this all plays out. But for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's a quiet, it's a it's a sign, a sign that kind of goes unnoticed. But I think Kyle will fit right into Tampa Bay. And I'm sure Kyle will do what needs to be done to help Tampa Bay win their division and do their best to get back into the Super Bowl. Next thing we'll talk about is, and we'll, we'll go back, and let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, have you heard this report? This report's coming out of Cincinnati. And no, it's not about a player, any player. Now it seems like now the success of the Cincinnati Bengals last year, now it seems like they, you've heard they now, they are thinking about changing their name on the stadium instead of calling it Fallbound Stadium. They are reaching out to businesses that want to come in, that maybe want to jump on board and change change a name. I don't. Who knows? Some big business maybe we would call it IBM, IBM Stadium, or you would call it uh, it's a well food line like a grocery like food line. Jump on call it food line stadium or whatever. Whatever it is a big now. I know now. I know Kroger is a big name. In Cincinnati, I believe, you know, I think Kroger's corporate headquarters or main headquarters is in Cincinnati, right? I mean, do you do you call it Kroger Stadium because because they're in Cincinnati? It's a possibility. I believe Kroger has a uh, college football stadium, I think. I think, and I can't remember where it is. I'm sure somebody, one of my viewers, may tell me what it is, where it's at. I want to say it's like in South Carolina, maybe. I might be wrong. Could be wrong on that. Or maybe, I, I want to say so. But it's kind of funny. It's funny now. 
it's funny that all of one year, what one year does, does for does for a franchise. Now, granted, now Cincinnati Bengals were ten and seven last year. Now it's not a world beater. That's not like a world beater record. It's 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 a winning record. It's ten a ten win season. Yes, I get that. But you gotta realize it's not it's not like they went out there and they were like fourteen and three or fifteen and two. Now if they had a record like that last year, okay, that would that would impress that would impress me and impress a lot of people. But now I said now one season. All it took one season, everybody's like everybody's just pulling the hair out of their heads and like, oh my gosh. I mean, you gotta remember last last year. The coach, he was on, yeah, yeah, coach was on the hot seat last year. He was, he, he might have been fired. There was points in time last year I was wondering, should they fire him in the first place for the season? And now, and then now, now I believe he got, he got a little bit, he's got a little bit of an extension. Now you've got, now you've got, you know, Joe Burrow. Now Burrow has saved the franchise. Jamar Chase. The next best, the next best receiver in the game of football. You got T. Higgins. You got you got weapons. Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. Now you've gone out. You spent money on free agency. You bulked up the offense line to protect one Joe Burrow. You went out. You got some free agents on defense. Now, granted the Jesse Bates thing. I'm a, I'm going to assume, and if I'm thinking along the lines of the. Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals brass. I'm assuming Jessica will probably walk out the next season because, like I said before, my last episode, they drafted Dax Hill. I think they eventually gave him his replacement. Could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I really don't think so. Well, like I said before, now, now we're now we're here to change. Now we're getting big for our britches, and now we're now we want to go out here and we want to sell. We want to sell this. We're going to change the name of our stadium. There is even a report now out there as well. Top that off. They're thinking about maybe getting an indoor facility as well, a new indoor facility as well. Now, again, that part is not that bad. That is probably a solid move for the Cincinnati Bengals. For the simple fact is, if you want to compete with the Joneses, you've got to get. You've got to do. You've got to be better. You got to up your game. And. For Cincinnati Bengals and future references, yeah, free agency. You know, free agents. If you bring in a free agent, yeah, you want the free you want the free agent to come in. Whoever that free agent may be, you want them to come in and say, "Hey, this is what we're doing now. We're going to build a facility. We're going to do this. We're going to do that." So, what have you heard about the Cincinnati Bengals in the past? That's all changing. This is a new culture. We want you to come in. This is what we're going to do. This is what we can do for you. And for the Cincinnati Bengals, I get it. Kind of understand it in a way. Because again, let's be honest with you. We gotta be if, if you're gonna be that serious, you're gonna be a contender for the next several years, and the Bengals in some way, shape, or form kind of have that formula where they can be be like that. But now you want to be now, it only took one year. All this to change. It took one year. It took Joe Burrow, the second year in the league, to take you to the Super Bowl. You go ahead and you get Jamar Chase, which a lot of people didn't think Chase should have been drafted by the Bengals, but the Bengals went and did it, and look and look, and look like 
genius as you would see with case for doing for doing such a thing. But now the Bengals are out there. They want they they want a new facility, change the name of the stadium, and get corporate. Well, a lot of NFL teams are going to get corporate now because all of a sudden. What about, I know a couple of episodes ago, we talked about the Chicago Bears, about how the Chicago Bears want to redo the stadium. Maybe they want to move out the stadium. We talked about the Bears as a possibility of doing that. Again, it's all about Kimo Jones' right. Now, I'm not going to say Kimo with Jerry Jones. I'm not going to say that. I think a lot of teams, I think Jerry Jones, when he came in, I think Jerry, Jerry Jones changed the landscape of how you do business. Yeah, you build a new stadium. You bring in sponsors. I mean, Jerry changed, Jerry changed the NFL on a business scale. And now other teams are following Jerry Jones' suit when it comes to, when it comes to business. Now, it's, inter- it's, inter- it's interesting, though, to change the name to Paul Brown's. You want to change the name of Paul Brown Stadium. Now, Paul Brown is, and some, expert, some experts believe that Paul Brown could be, may be, the best coach in the history in the history of the history of pro football. Some people feel that. I know some people say, well, what about Don Shula? You can make an argument Don Shula. Some think maybe Belichick might be the best coach. Belichick got the most Super Bowls. But it was Mike Brown that was a it was Mike Brown that was a huge innovator in pro football. He was a he was a simple genius at the things he did. And trust me, Paul Brown built some pretty good Cleveland Brown teams. And it was Paul Brown that started the Cincinnati Bengals. So I mean, I get it. I get the point as why they want to call it Paul Brown Stadium. But do you really want to change the name to Paul Brown Stadium? I personally wouldn't. Now I'm all for it. If you want to get, if you want to bring bring in more sponsors, then that's great. But I'd have a hard time changing the name of Paul Brown Stadium. And to be honest with you, you would think Mike Brown would have a hard time changing the name of the stadium, taking his dad's name off. Off of that now, off the stadium, I would have a hard time doing it. But if I'm Mike, it's hard for me to sit back and take away my dad's legacy in this, yeah, in this sport and change, yeah, and, cha- and change the name of the stadium. I have a hard time doing that. If you want to go build a new practice facility, go do it. Go do that. If you want any more sponsorships, you want to plaster more sponsorships all around the stadium, go do that to you know, to to more revenue, generate more revenue. I'm with you on that. But the thing is, I'd have a hard time, like I said, changing the name to the stadium, Paul Brown Stadium. I don't know if I could do that. Because again, his dad was quite, and made quite himself as a legend in this sport for what he's done, for what he innovated. I mean, it was Paul Brown that, that put together the West Coast offense that made it famous, that Bill Walsh and others have made famous for many, many years. It was Paul Brown that came up with the idea of the uh, putting the was the uh, earpiece in the quarterback's ear. Yeah, the the radio communication thing. Yeah, it was Paul Brown that came up came up with that idea. Paul Brown came up with a lot of great a lot of great things in the sport. It was Paul Brown that went out and drafted one guy, uh, one Jim Brown, who some believe is the best running back in the history in the history of this game, and he certainly won a lot of championships with Jim Brown, won Otto Graham and company. And it was him. It was Paul. It was Paul Brown that got ticked off when Art Modell fired him. Fired him, and he went on to create the Cincinnati Bengals. And to be honest with you, 
the Bengals kind of struggled at first, but when yeah, but then again, as time went on, he made the Bengals at least a little, a little bit respectable. Yeah, he had a nice young quarterback in Greg Cook. Greg Cook, but of course Cook suffered an injury, an injury that nowadays that you could probably come back from within a year. And they had, of course, now, if you've heard, you heard that during the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, I guess, I'm not going to say Cincinnati Bengals Hall of Fame, but they're doing their, their version of the Ring of Honor. And they added, what, Kenny Anderson, maybe the best quarterback in the in the history history of the Cincinnati Bengals. I, know they didn't, I believe they've taken Isaac Curtis. A lot of people who got Isaac Curtis is one of the more underrated receivers in the game. Even though Isaac, I don't think Isaac ever got a thousand yards per season, but he's one of the more solid receivers. Now, maybe Anthony Munoz is, you know, already in there, and he should rightfully so. And there was a couple others they were really going to put in, put into, put in there as well. But my opinion is for them to change the name off the Paul Brown Stadium. I can't see him doing that because, to me, you're taking away, you're taking away a man's legacy. And I hope Mike Brown is not really serious about really changing that. But I'm all for it. If you want to keep up with Joneses, you want to stay irrelevant in this league, then you've got to do, you've got to do stuff. Like I said, the Bengals, at least they're trying to do something. The last few, the last couple of years, they're spending a little bit more money on free agency to try to, you know, try to bring people in. Like I said before, with free agency, they want to see they want to see what you can do, and getting a getting a practice facility could help could help for future for future references to the point where a free agent comes in and they're on the fence about certain teams, and they say, "Well, man, this this these Cincinnati Bengals they've uh, they've got a good young team, they they've got a brand new facility. Wow, you know maybe I need maybe I need need to go check these Bengals out." And basically, again, all it took is one season. But for Cincinnati Bengals fans, Mike Brown and company, let me give you this best advice. You got to keep it up. You can't do one season where you get to the Super Bowl and then all of a sudden you come back down to earth. Let's be honest with you. The AFC is the, is the toughest, is a tougher conference than the NFC. They've got more talent in the AFC than they do the NFC. There's a lot more teams in the AFC. That are going to be very, very competitive. We've already talked about it. We've already talked about Buffalo, Miami. I mean, if you want to put New England still in there, go ahead and do so. I don't think New England make the playoffs. I'd still put the Ravens in there. Pittsburgh, if, if they get the Mitchell Trubisky thing right. Cleveland's kind of up in the air because you don't know where Deshaun Watson. Would I put the Colts in there? Yes. Tennessee's got a shot. Anything the AFC West has got can, can make the playoffs easily. It's a, it's a competitive conference, and the bottom line is the Cincinnati Bengals. But what they want to do, I'm all for it. But again, like I said, you got to keep the Joneses. And for Mike Brown and the Cincinnati Bengals brass, forget it. You want to do this, you want to do that. You want to keep up. Yeah, you want to put more money in there, bring more money, revenue in. I'm cool with that. Go do it. But, crazy it sounds, don't change the name of the stadium. I mean, after all, right, your dad was a legend. And again, as the old saying goes, it's hard to follow a legend. And I'm sure Mike Brown, for many, many years, has been trying to live up to his dad's reputation. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again, 
Michael never really knew his dad's through his father's great reputation. And since we started off with the uh, quarterback and Kyler Murray, let's finish off with a quarterback. Let's finish. Let's finish off Lamar Jackson. Now we did discuss a little bit about Lamar Jackson about in the Kyler Murray piece. How much is Lamar Jackson worth? Now Lamar did come did come to uh did come to camp. I think he showed up here, which he did have a short career here recently. And a lot of people think that Lamar's coming to camp here, you know, in good faith. Now whether the Ravens work out a contract for Lamar Jackson, that remains to be seen. Um, again, I'm sure Lamar and I'm sure his agent are probably thinking, well, if I'm sure they've they've been caught. You know, caught off guard. I wouldn't say caught off guard. Maybe caught it back. I should say about, hey, wow, Kyler Murray made that much money. But here's what we've done. Here's what we've done. We've taken our team to the playoffs. Now, now, Lamar. I guess if you want to make it, Lamar Jackson has not played well in playoff games. You can kind of make that assessment, and that's a fair assessment to make. Lamar's got teams to playoffs, but Lamar has has not yet gotten his team over the hump as far as winning a playoff game. To be honest with you, I think that was a knock on one. Was it Tony Romo? I believe had that knock. That knock. That he, yeah, he, that he could not win a playoff game. And to me, Lamar, Lamar's, Lamar has had playoff, has had playoff issues. He has not played well in the playoffs. And, whether the Ravens, I'm sure the Ravens in the back of their mind are probably going to approach out to his agent, Andrew Warren, and say, Warren, you've gotten us to the playoffs. You've done you've done everything we expect you to do and more. But you yeah, but you've played bad playoff playoffs. Now I'm sure Lamar is again the pressure's gonna be on Lamar again. Lamar has come to camp in great shape. We've all seen the uh the photos of a, a, a beefed up Lamar Jackson. So Lamar Jackson is playing the part. He's being serious. He's coming to camp. He's coming to camp early. He's beefed up. He looks. He looks in great. He looks in great shape. Now, granted, we have talked about it in the last episode. Of course, his top running back, J.K. Dobbins. There's there's rumors out there now that he will not be ready by week one. J.K. says that's not true. That he will be ready by week one. Gus Edwards, there's a possibility that he could be ready by week one. Maybe not. They did sign Mike Davis in the offseason in case those two in case those two are not ready to go by. And a lot one of the guys, Justin Hill, I haven't heard much about Justin Hill. He's another guy that got hurt. He was part of that running back rotations, you know, rotating system. But to be honest with you, Lamar and Lamar is gonna sit there and tell is gonna sit there and tell the brass that hey that let's be honest with you, I'm you know, you guys have asked me to do this, this, and this, okay? I'm gonna have to yeah, I beefed up because I know the system. We're gonna have to run this ball more this year. You took my best weapon away, Marquis Brown, and you shipped him off, you know, to the you know, to the Cardinals. Bateman it becomes the new number one becomes the new number one man, you know, for the Ravens. Now Lamar knows that the pressure is going to be on him, that he's going to have to step it up even that much more. But again, Lamar can sit back and tell the brass, well, you know what? I got the MVP under my belt. Does Kyler Murray have that? No, Kyler doesn't have an MVP under his belt. 
Kyle might have had a, sl- a slight chance if he had stayed healthy last year to maybe be in contention for considered an MVP. But Lamar can say that. Lamar can sit back and say, well, if, if Kyle's getting this much money, I've won the MVP. I've gotten to the playoffs. But I'm sure Lamar, I'm sure Lamar deep down was not too keen when Marcus Brown got traded. And to be honest with you, I'm sure Lamar probably wanted another a, a veteran receiver. They've had chances to bring in a Jarvis Landry, but they did not do that. And there's all, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm sure the Odell Beckham thing, I'm, I think Odell's name has got mentioned, has mentioned as well, but I don't see Odell going to the Ravens. Now, I know Julio Jones is, is, is still out there, and that possibility could exist as well, but I don't see Julio going to the Ravens. So right now you've got a, a makeshift receiving core that, that Lamar Jackson's going to have to work with. And to be honest with you, every, every defense, I'm sure, knows they're going to run the football more because Lamar is beefed up. They're going to take more of a pounding. And it, the biggest thing with Lamar would be is, is I hate to see Lamar have a Cam Newton syndrome where Cam, you know, where Cam did that for years upon years and then eventually – Lamar, you know, again, Cam is a bigger man than Lamar Jackson. And after a while, Cam took a beating with his desired running plays. He took a beating. And again, like I said, Lamar is not as big as Cam Newton. Now, granted, he might have beefed up, but he's coming to camp. He's coming to camp in tip-top shape. And that's great for Lamar Jackson. I'm glad Lamar's taking it seriously. He wants to show the Ravens brass that, hey, you need to pay me the money. All these other quarterbacks around here, they're getting money. It's my time to get my money. Here I am. I'm coming to camp early. I'm beefed up. I'm in the best shape of my life. You know, yeah. Now, I'm doing this for you. Now you got to show something. You got to prove something to me. What have I got to prove to you? I want an MVP for you. I've got your team to the playoffs. What do you need me to do next? What else do I got to do? You know, you've got me a running game, but can you go get me a receiver or two to help the passing game out? I've got maybe one of the better tight ends in the league in Mark Andrews. That's great. But I need more weapons in receiving core. And Lamar knows for a fact that, hey, the defense is going to key up on that running game because they're not going to respect, they're not respecting the wide receivers. Then again, Lamar also knows that this, that the NFL, maybe it doesn't respect my arm enough. Maybe, the, maybe this team, maybe this league does not respect my arm strength. And I've got to go out there and I've got to show these teams that I do have the arm strength to crank the ball up, throw it deep. Now, Lamar did at times last year, there was a point in time Lamar did actually show that he had some arm strength last year. He did show that. He did prove that, you know, from time to time. But again, with Lamar, and again, that's what the Baltimore Ravens staff are going to say, well, Lamar, you got to prove on throwing of the football. And we'll see if Lamar can do that. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe part of the bulking up plan was to, hey, maybe I can throw, put a little more zip on the ball. Maybe I can throw the ball a little bit deeper. And that could be a case, and that could be a real possible case. But I think the reason Lamar Jackson bulked up is because, simply put, they're going back to the running game, and that's running the football. That's what made the Baltimore Ravens famous. That's what made the Baltimore Ravens that good. But we'll see. But for Lamar... I'm sure Lamar said, well, if Kyle Murray got that much money, heck, I'm worth a little bit more. And who knows, can Lamar Jackson get $48 million per year? 
We'll see and we'll find out. That's all for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Uh, Take care, and I'll see you again soon.